Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Brian Lindsay. We recorded this in August at the 2019 Centralia Campout in Centralia, Washington. Get Up in the Cool is funded by its listeners, like you. I want to shout out the show's newest supporter, Paul Reed. Thank you for chipping in. It really does mean a lot. To everyone else, if you want to help fund Get Up in the Cool and get some exclusive bonus content, follow the link in this episode's show notes that says support Get Up in the Cool on Patreon, or just Google Get Up in the Cool Patreon and choose a support level that works for you. Stick around after the interview and I'll tell you how you can keep up with this week's guest. But first, here's my interview and jam with Brian Lindsay. Enjoy.
Brian Lindsay, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, we're here at the Centralia campout. It, it someone's clapping over there. It must <laughs> be for us. Yeah. <laughs> Are they done? Okay, let's go. Uh, this is uh, both of our first times. Oh, really? Right. I didn't know it was your first time. This is my first time. Oh, yeah. 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 It's my first time also. Okay. Cool. Well, welcome. <laughs> And thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did we just play? Uh, we just played uh, actually an Irish tune called Jim Dunahue's. Ah, oh, you tricked me <laughs> to playing an Irish tune. <laughs> Jim Dunahue's? Yes. Yeah. Now, is that apostrophe S? Yes. That's like an Irish tune convention, right? Like Ye the name of a tune is like this person's. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think... Uh, uh, I think that one was actually written by J somebody named Jim Dunahue, or at least people thought it was. Okay. Um, uh, sometimes, sometimes it's just named that because that's the person who wrote it, and often there's like, if they wrote a bunch, there's so-and-so's number one, number two, number three. I see, yeah. Uh, but occasionally they trick you, like I tricked you, yeah. and uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll, uh, it'll just be somebody decided to name a tune they wrote after somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Did you learn this uh, from like a person in person or from a recording or how did you find this tune? Um, ooh. I think I first encountered this tune actually on a recording um, of, uh, it's a recording just called Tunes and it's- It's just um, called Tunes? It's called Tunes. Great. Uh, it's a really wonderful album of uh, Sharon Shannon, Frankie Gavin and Michael McGoldrick. Yeah. Uh, really wonderful. Are Irish they all players. Irish tunes? Uh, they play Billy in the Low Ground. Oh, great! On that album, and maybe a couple. They 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 blur some some Atlantic genres. Yeah. They're like a, a bit genre agnostic. Yeah. Me? No. Oh. Well, you you seem to be as well. But <laughs> I, they were on the album. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Primarily Irish stuff right, on yeah. that album, I believe. But yeah. Well, yeah. How? Is, is Irish music the first music that you started playing? Totally, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's definitely sort of the ocean of sound in which my ears were bathed as a babe. From parents? <laughs> uh, yeah, my, my mom especially was like when she was in college, we're only like a little bit Irish by descent, but when my mom was in college, she started going to Kaylee's and mm. like she's a singer and would go to sessions and stuff. Um, so when she had kids, she just got like really involved in that scene, um, even though she doesn't play an instrument, um, but she's a dancer. Dances and sings. Uh, and sings. So right. when she had kids, she was like, do all the things. So I have, I have two older siblings. Yeah. And, and do they do all the things? They do all the yeah. things. Yeah. Um, my sister is this, was an Irish step dancer and continues to be like very involved in dancing and music stuff. Um, and my brother is like a really amazing fiddle and concertina player. Mm. Um, and, and I ended up doing some of both of those things. So I did Irish step dancing for like 12 years and started studying Irish fiddle. When I was did you like in compete in Irish step dancing? I did compete. Oh, in you Irish were like a dancing. dance kid. <laughs> I, I was, although I was like a torn dance kid because I was also doing music. Yeah. And the fascinating thing about the like competitive Irish dance mm -hmm. world is that the music and the dance are like real separate. Is, um, are they so separate? Because my impression is that the competitive Irish dance world is like kind of intense. 
It is, and kind like of intense. maybe a little cutthroat. Yeah. And so it's like, don't waste your time playing fiddle. You gotta like get your steps in order. Yeah. <laughs> to compete I, with your I, rival or whatever. <laughs> I think there's just something like it is. It is. Uh, you know, it's a. It's basically a high level athletic competition yeah and like any high level athleticism like to compete at high levels you have to focus and so like at the highest levels of irish dance there isn't a big focus on like the community of dance and music and like the history and the tradition there's a big focus on the technical aspects of like how do you do this to the very best degree possible right which uh, can be really intense Mm -hmm. um and for me like Participating in both the like Irish dan- Irish dance world and the music world, I experienced like very different things. Yeah. Um, I also competed in Irish music, but it felt very different. Mm. Um, Why? Uh, the Irish music competitions were like felt to be as much about the sessions and the like bringing musicians together oh, yeah. to play together. Yeah. And then you would be competing often against your friends, mm-hmm. but it's a little a little more jovial sure <laughs> and i don't know for whatever reason it it resonated with me a lot more and are so, you competitive by nature uh, oh, that's a hard question i a little bit yeah yeah but like but i definitely don't like shy away from competition like it wasn't yeah. just the, the competitiveness of the dancing that dissuaded me um it was. I think it was that it, for me, it didn't come with a sense of like community and camaraderie. Right. It's like when you're done competing, what are you gonna do? Right. Are you gonna like go watch Netflix or are you gonna like play tunes and hang out with people? Right. Yeah. And like definitely, and, and I, I'm a long, a long while out of the Irish dance scene, and I don't mean to sort of trash on on that, like. I didn't find what I was looking for sure, yeah. in that scene. A lot of people do find a lot of friendship and camaraderie and community in, in competitive Irish dancing, and that's awesome. Yeah. Um, for me, I found that in music and continuing playing Irish music, going to sessions, um, and then sort of, yeah, through, I also grew up contra dancing, and that was my exposure sort of to other genres of, of traditional music outside of the Irish world. Right, because they, I've only been to a few contra dances, but I feel like they incorporate a lot of different genres. Absolutely. Maybe more so than a typical square dance. Maybe, yeah. definitely a lot say, more I so. Say, yeah. I would say yes. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, but before, before we get to that, your siblings. Yeah. You say they're both older? Yeah. And do they all still play? Um, my My sister played flute for a little bit she doesn't still play the flute but she sings and dances a lot yeah um she's somewhat involved in like organizing contra dances she hosts house concerts she lives in massachusetts cool Um, is that where you're from no uh, i'm from uh uh, oyster bay new york which is like on long island all the ways outside new york city and your brother wrote this next tune that we're gonna play yes he did yeah um he wrote it when he was, so he lived, he went to college and lived in Massachusetts for a bunch of years and played and toured with a contra dance band called Magic Foot. And at one point they were, he wrote this tune for, to play with that band. And um, they were like driving through 
Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And the town of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania has this big, I forget if it's a neon or just like aluminum, I don't know, but this like big old star like erected on a hilltop yeah. above the town. Um, and Colin's bandmate suggested that they call the tune Moravian Star, which I don't know the exact origin of the term Moravian, but it has something to do with the sort like, of regional things of where... Ethnicity? Moravian? Yeah. Is that a people? Maybe. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. revealing my ignorance there. But. Well, I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So this is, I, this I don't is, think we're gonna get like a bunch of like like angry uh, emails that say like you don't know about Moravia. Yeah, I would love to learn more about the origins of the term Moravia. I don't think I don't, ha- I don't think I have any listeners there. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Moravians tell us. I'm in A. I made it. Excellent. Yeah.
pretty tune. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, that's from Colin Lindsay. Shout out My to Colin. Good Thank tune. Colin. <laughs> Good tune, bro. <laughs> uh, you're gonna play some some banjo for yeah. us. Uh, when did you when did banjo enter the picture for you? Um. When and why? Mm-hmm. Explain yourself. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, the banjo as an instrument entered the picture for me in high school, but not this kind of banjo. I started playing tenor banjo Great. for Irish music. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, when I was when I was probably like I don't know ten or something, my parents uh, purchased a, a button accordion for me because I like adored the button accordion when I was a toddler, mm. and so. That was, I actually had a button accordion to play before I ever had a fiddle, but I never really played it. Mm. And when I was in high school, it was still there, and so I sold it on commission so I could buy a tenor banjo. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and I knew that's what I, and I, so I played tenor banjo for Irish stuff for a long while. And then it was just, and then I'd had friends sort of like hand me five string banjos to mess around with over the years, and um, it it always seemed interesting, um, but not, uh, I don't know, it just wasn't something I pursued until like two and a half, three years ago, two, two and a half years ago or so. Uh, my very close friend and bandmate, Alex Sturbaum, uh happened to have a banjo that he like wanted to pass on to someone that like it had come from his dad yeah. and he'd like got another one he was like hey brian do you want a like long-term indefinite Is that loan of a banjo yeah oh great um that's a great banjo to indefinite loan someone yeah yeah I, awesome alex's dad is is a a collector of banjos is, so he is has collector a generous term yeah um i mean are you he is a generous provider of banjos yeah. to to many people who who might be interested in playing them. He also has far more banjos than yeah. he can spend his own time playing. So he He's you know. a banjo dragon with a banjo horde. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's generous. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Um I know some banjo dragons. Yeah. There's so many of them. Uh so yeah, I got this 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 little open back from Alex and it just it coincided with a summer where I was like living alone with a lot of free time, which is always a great time to get yes. given a banjo. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I kind of dove into it and started learning claw hammer. Cool. Um, and I found the very, I found it was the, the first instrument that I had like really dove into that was really well suited for accompanying songs. Yes. Um, and like, I really like reveled in that cause I'd Try, I tried accompanying songs on tenor banjo, which was like really challenging for me. Uh-huh, it's, I bet it's not easy to do on fiddle, uh, and like playing claw hammer is just like, ah, oh, yeah, this is it. This feels good. Okay. Um, so I've ended up using it a lot for that for that purpose. What are we going to play slash sing? Um, we're gonna play. Uh, I'm gonna sing a song that I first, uh, I'd first heard it from uh, a friend and a singer from New England named Sam Amidon. Oh, um, great. You're friends with Sam Amidon? Uh, kind of, yeah, yeah. 
I awesome. like his. He's super cool. I wish I was friends with Sam Adnan. <laughs> um, Sam Adnan, come on the show. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll 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 yes! see. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd I'm, be a bigger he... get for me than for him. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome if yeah. Sam came on your show. He would he would have some really cool stuff to share. I'm He's sure. like the first like Clawhammer player I started listening to, basically. Oh awesome. Yeah. So his his mom, Mary Alice Amadon, is yeah. one of the like Clawhammer players who like. I have listened to a lot oh, and like, cool. really adore. Um, and his his mom and his dad, Peter, uh, the, like their whole family was a big part of my childhood. They they did a lot of music for like families um, and participated in these sort of like family music camps in New England that I grew up going to awesome. with my folks. Um, so and and. Sam's brother Stefan uh, was in that band Magic Foot with my brother. Oh, great! So, so like, tie it all together. Yeah, very cool. Um, so this song, I first uh, Sam recorded it, and it's it's a really beautiful uh, kind of like gut wrenching song. If uh, if you what album to the is words. it on? Um, I don't remember which album. Alright. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, one of I, the good ones. Yeah, they're definitely good. one they're of the good great. ones. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the one about about that has something else about a chicken on it. False hearted chicken. It might be on that one. Mm. Maybe, but don't. it's been a while since I've since I've listened to it. Uh, but it actually I didn't I only learned this a, a while later. Uh, it was originally a pop country song. What? Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, and. I don't. I don't remember at the moment the name of the country artist, but you know, lots of people know. He's really good about that, like recontextualizing pop. Because he did like a Tears for Fear song. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. So so I I learned this song. It the the sort of the sentiment of it of thinking about someone who's gone and thinking about loss. Yeah. Um. Really. I think it's beautiful potent songwriting yeah um and i i did what i often end up doing when i try and set songs is i i feel like i want a something to go around the song and i end up writing a tune to go with it yeah um so there's a little a little banjo tune that goes goes with the song great this is my old friend yeah
my old friend I recall all the times that we had are hanging on my wall I wouldn't trade them for gold cause they laugh and they cry me they somehow sanctify me they're woven in the stories I have told and tell again my old friend I apologize for the years that have addition to a, a great version of a pop country song. <laughs> yeah. I love all the layers there. Um, you have another tune that you want to do on the banjo before you put it away. Uh, where is this from? Um, this tune comes from uh, another, I'm pulling a bunch of sort of contemporary tunes written by people I, I know and love. Great. Because uh, um, it just kind of seems like a fun platform to get those out in the world. Yeah. Uh, so this is from a wonderful banjo player in Ohio named Michael Hamilton, who is also a contradance caller. Uh, so the tune is called Stickney Brook. And it's, I don't know, 
it's it's uh, occasionally someone so, uh, I don't know I forget who posted this to me but they're like if you had to pick one tune if you could only play one tune oh what would that one tune be this is it this is my I think this is my one tune because it's right. a tune that I could just like uh, in, in times of difficulty in times of happiness like I have sat down and played this tune and I could play it just just keep going and going and okay. it makes me very happy okay good. okay yeah and I I, uh, I hope Michael will forgive me for the ways that the tune may have changed since he taught it to me yeah <laughs> I, I like ran into him a while back and I was like, hey, Michael, I, like, I actually learned the tune now. And and he was like, oh, man, I play it different then. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, maybe I played it that way back when you learned it from me. It's, I think it's changed. And I was like, well, it's probably changed for me, too. Yeah. So. Everyone's folk um, processing. Yeah. S- Stickney Brook. <laughs> <laughs> and here's ours. <laughs> Thank you. 
I started playing banjo because of um, I was a big Sufjan Stevens fan. I feel like that's <laughs> the closest I've come back to like Sufjan Stevens huh. since ten years ago. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's it's like a total like him thing. It's just like uh, two banjos like panned really far, uh -huh. like <laughs> apart. Yeah, which is what I'll, I'll probably end up doing. <laughs> that tune's great. Hmm. Yeah, I I always. I have a hard time ending it. Yes. Because <laughs> not not because it's hard to end, just I, I want it to keep going. Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, we have one tune left. Uh, before we uh, intro that and play it, um, where do people go to um, buy your music or services. I mean, you like do contra dances. Uh, you don't just do music for fun. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. So, like, where where should people go? Let's call um, to action here. Yeah. Uh, the pri primary way to find my music um, is through the band with uh, Alex Sturbaum, who I mentioned earlier. And that band is called Countercurrent, um, and we play. Concerts and contra dances. Um, we're on Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram. Yeah. And we have a website, which is countercurrentmusic.com. Cool. Is it just the two of you? It's just the two of us. Cool. So it's fiddle, guitar. We both sing. Yeah. When we play concerts, I play some banjo. Alex plays bazooki and banjo. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we we play a lot of different kinds of stuff. Just like we pull a little bit from like. Quebecois genres and and uh, old time bluegrass Irish stuff. Alex was really into Newfoundland music and has taught me a couple Newfie tunes, which is awesome. Newfie tunes. <laughs> uh, and so I do like foot percussion stuff while while we're playing for dances. Too, oh, very good. Because it's just like yeah, you know, two people. You just gotta make as much sound as possible for yes. a dance. Uh, really like. At, at like the heart of my musicianship, I'm like I'm a dance musician. Yeah. Um, like that's really that's where my heart's at. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think a big part of that comes from like coming from being a dancer. Like the music, the music that moves me is 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 the music that compels me to to move my body and to dance. Mm. Um, and I try and make that kind of music for other people too. Well, what are we going to play for this last tune? Um, this last tune, uh, we're going to play a waltz. Um, great tune to dance to. Uh, it's a lovely and well-known waltz called Midnight on the Water. Um, and a couple years ago, a friend of mine named David Kessler in Seattle, who's a wonderful singer, uh, shared with me that this there's actually words written to this. Um, that were recorded by Martin Carthy and Norma Watterson. Um, 
And so, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Great. <laughs> Let me get to D real quick. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and then the the verses are just the one four fives. Thanks, Brian. This is lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this. Okay. I mean, this yeah. has been great. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Let's do it again sometime. Yeah.
Countercurrent is playing a show this Saturday, August 31st, in Portland, Oregon. So if you're in Portland or the Portland area, you should come out. It starts at 6.30 for the potluck. It is $20 to get in, and the music starts at 7.30. So please come on out and bring a friend. I included a link in the show notes for the Facebook event so you can RSVP and find out the address for the show. Hope to see you there. Stay up to date with CounterCurrent's tour schedule by visiting their website at countercurrentmusic.com and liking and following them on Facebook at Countercurrent Band. And don't forget to buy their album titled Exchange. Just follow the link in this episode's show notes. Don't forget to register for Janie's Jumpstart in Portland and the Kauai Old Time Gathering, also linked in the show notes. And check out my second podcast, Think Outside the Box Set, wherever you get your podcasts, it's available. That's all for now, friends. Thank you for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool.